Hi, everyone. Susie O here. Just want to let all of you know that the certificates of deposit at Alliant Credit Union are now at, for a six-month CD, 5%, a 12- to 17-month CD, 5.15%, and an 18- to 23-month CD, 4.90%. And for those amounts of $75,000 or more, just add on 0.5% to those rates. Go to myalliant.com and check it out. July 22nd, 2021, one day, one day after Miss Travis's 69th Wait, birthday. you don't have to tell them how no, the number. Why not? Because. Katie, I'm a numbers girl. Of course <laughs> I'm going to tell we, the numbers. I, had the, I have to tell everyone first, thank you for so many wishes and blessings and incredible you know, thoughts. I felt your heart in every one of them, but I have to tell you from Susie, from the love of my life, I received the most precious, amazing motion picture video that she herself made. And the songs and the photos and the memories that she collected over our 20 years to plus unbelievable. I, I want to share it with all of you, but I'm not sure if I can. Where would I put it? Well, maybe we could put it on the app if you maybe, really want maybe. to share it. I would love to share it with you. But I'm not sure that we can, but we can see. I'll it's find long. out. We'll find out. The only out. reason it's, is it's, so, it's like 20, long, 20-some-odd yeah, like minutes. 20-something minutes, but... For me, it was super special. It made me cry. I did your own personal podcast. She did. She did a little personal podcast, which I'm not going to share because it was very personal and very yeah. beautiful and very heartfelt as well. And for the girl that has everything and doesn't want anything, she did give me a gift that I can't wait to use. I love, love, love the gift she gave me. And as soon as the weather calms down, and I can get back in the ocean. I can't wait to use these. They're swimming ear pods. And she loaded them with some of my favorite, favorite music. And you snorkel, and I snorkel for hours, everyone, and listen to music. It's unbelievable. That's what she gave me as a little birthday gift. And a few other things as mm -hmm. well. Like I made her breakfast. Oh, yeah. Delicious. Susie can cook a great omelet. And she made me a delicious omelet and coffee, and we sat on our front porch, and Colo came and brought me flowers. He went all over the island and gathered flowers, probably from everyone's yard. <laughs> I'm surprised so they weren't shooting them. was Katie's birthday. It was the best. Wasn't it? Yeah, and my twin sister and I... Wished each other from afar a wonderful birthday. And we'll I get... made a video for Lynn oh, yeah, as well. She did. But we'll get together soon with her and it'll be fun. All right. 
So with another that, year, another day. With that, welcome everybody to the Ask Susie Ann KT Anything Podcast. And this is where you ask questions. And if chosen by Miss Travis, we answer them here on the podcast. And all you have to do is send in your question to ask Susie, S-U-Z-E, podcast at gmail.com or download the Women and Money app. And right there, you can send in your question as well. Now, go for it, birthday girl. All right. So I have a, a real assortment of questions here, but I like these. They're they're all over the board. It says, hello, Katie and Susie. Love your podcast. And this is from Erica. Erica writes, I share what I learned with my 21-year-old daughter who just graduated college with a physics degree. That's great. Congratulations. She is finally starting to take more of an interest in her finances. So she starts a new job as a physics teacher in September, and she wants to begin saving for a home of her own. So she's asking, the mom's asking Susie, she hopes to buy a home in five years, has about 5000 saved in index funds. Where should she invest the money from her new salary to save for her own home? If you are going to save for your own home and that home purchase is going to be within five years, as you say in this email, how many times have I told everybody that money that you need within one, three, five years is not money that belongs in the stock market? And why is that? Because on average, from the high of the stock market down to the bottom, back up to the high is normally 3.1 years. However, there have been many times that it's been five years. So the last thing you want is to have your daughter's money invested in the stock market and all of a sudden everything turns around and goes down and implodes. And in five years, she doesn't have the money then to put down as a down payment. But here's the thing you didn't tell me. She's saving for a down payment. What about her emergency fund? Before you can buy a home, you have to have at least an eight-month to 12-month emergency fund, then an additional 20% down to buy the house. So if I were you, which is exactly why I created with Alliant Credit Union, the ultimate opportunity savings account. Because there she can save. She can get currently 0.55% interest. She can do all kinds of things there. She could get a checking account there for 0.25% interest. By the way, that reminds me, I just reminded myself of something, KT, is that, you know, so many times people have checking accounts still, and they have all this money in their checking accounts, and they're not making any interest on it whatsoever. At Alliant Credit Union, you could have a checking account for 0.25%, everybody. There is a reason why Alliant Credit Union has been named the number one credit union by so, so, so many entities that are truly, truly legit. So I would go to myalliant.com. And I would absolutely open up an ultimate opportunity savings account. And that is where I would save for the emergency fund as well as the down payment on a home. Katie, I just have to say one other thing before we go on to another question. I've been, because I do look at the emails, by the way, I just don't know which ones Katie is going to choose, is this. 
A lot of you are writing in and you're saying you opened up an account at Alliant, but it's not the ultimate opportunity account. You don't know. Nobody knows what you're talking. You're all confused. The only way that you could take advantage of the ultimate opportunity savings account where you can get that $100 bonus is how by going to myalliant.com. Just don't go straight to the Alliant Credit Union website. That's the overall website because it won't take you to the ultimate opportunity savings account. All right. So Susie, next question is from Lee. And everyone listening, Lee is a twin. So she said to Susie that this response will help both she and her twin sister. Why? Do they share money? I don't know. But the question... (laughs) The question is this, and first, let me give you a little background. So Lee is extraordinary. She's 26 years old, Susie. She makes a really great salary. She has everything in place. She has no debt. She has maxed out her 401k, her Roth. This girl, she has an emergency fund and a Lion account. She is golden. So she's asking you, what should I look into next to maximize the use of my money. Does it say in there, KT, that she owns a home? No, she didn't say anything about a home. And she's 26. So KT just handed me, Lee, your email. And as I'm looking at this, here's what I have to say to you. You have everything that you could possibly want. You have such a solid foundation here as I'm looking at this. It's not even funny, especially at the age of 26. Are you kidding me, girlfriend? So the thing is, what I don't see here is a piece of real estate. And your investing, according to this email, is all in either Spiders, which is the Standard & Poor's 500 Index, the Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund, which is the Total Stock Market Index Fund of over 2,000 stocks, or ARK, A-R-K-K, which is Kathy Wood's Technology Stock and Innovation Stock Fund, fabulous for the long run. However, I don't see real estate. Is it a good time for her to buy? Well, it's not necessarily a good time for her to buy because real estate prices are so high, KT, but it's a good time for her to start saving a real estate or a homeowner's fund. Mm. So when the time does come, Lee, and you're ready to buy a home or you want to buy a home, then you have the 20% down to put towards a home. So that's what I would be doing if I were you, if you have no desire at all to buy a home and you know you never will, although I don't know how you know that at 26, I would then be just simply opening an investment account at either TD Ameritrade, Schwab, at Fidelity, anywhere. And then I would just start investing every month into that account and watch the money grow. But but really, I would start a safe home fund if I were you. Oh, KT wants, KT's giving me the signal. Pat her on the back, Susie. Yes, Susie. Oh, 26 years old. Look at this. You're right. great. I, I want to say one more thing. Shouldn't she also think about if she has future marital plans to get a prenup? <laughs> I mean, when she Oh, of a- course. Lee, if, <laughs> Lee you, if you ever decide if that you're going to get married, you best, best have get a, a prenup. prenup. Do you hear me? Both of you need a prenup. Period. All right. All right. Next question. Another sister question. This is 
Hi, Susie. My sister and I recently inherited our mom's house. I don't have any interest in owning Uh the house with my Mm -hmm. sister. It's almost three hours away from where I live. It is a very expensive property to maintain. Mm -hmm. My sister wants to keep the house but can't afford to buy me out. Should I have her record a promissory note agreeing to pay me back my equity over time? Or should I give her my share as a gift? I'm concerned that issuing a loan to a family member can complicate things. And while I'm in a fortunate situation where I don't need an equity payout, is it crazy to just give it away? That's from Mary, Susie. What do you think? I'm just so curious, KT. What would you do since you have a sister? I don't. I would so just give it to her. Of course you would. I would give it to her and I would say, you know what? Mama loved us all and, you know... You you right, want the house, I don't. Just, let me just project, and now we are. Wait, there's a reason why. Why? She clearly says, Mary clearly, clearly is in a very comfortable financial lifestyle. Right now. Right now. All right, so wait, stop. 10 years from now, everything changes. All of a sudden, Mary gets sick. Mary needs help. Mary doesn't have money and can't work anymore. And now Mary's not that fortunate anymore. But yet her sister has this house that that Mary gifted to her that's now doubled in value. It's now worth so much money. Now Mary's sister decides to sell it. Mary's sister now all right, has wait, all stop, of this stop, money. Stop, 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 Wait, nope, stop. I think if that's the what you're projecting or thinking of the what ifs in life, then Mary should absolutely say to her sister, you know what, right now, I don't want the house, I don't need the house, you keep it. But I do want a promissory note that if you sell mama's home, we split the profit. Done. Mm-hmm. All Done. Right. That's simple. No. Wait, why? That's This is your quizzy, Katie. No. <laughs> and it's uh, not even it's funny. It's not my quizzy. Right, everybody. Here's what you have to think about. I get that all of you think today is forever. That health today will be health tomorrow. And I can personally tell you that is not true. Things can happen in life that you never, ever expect to happen. And this is hard for me, KT, because tomorrow, now I'm going to cry. You know what tomorrow is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, don't cry, Susie. Well, it's true. It's a year. It's already. a year since Susie had a serious, serious yeah. so, surgery. And one would expect that in a year, it would be fine. And it's still... It's okay. Can yeah. All right. But anyway, so you can't live life like that, people. I'm just telling you that. You can't. And so what I would tell you, Mary, is you can... Put, let your sister for now have the house, but I want your name on the deed. Not on the loan, if there's a loan, but on the deed so that you and your sister own this home together. I think they joint, do, don't they? If their mom left Not it necessarily. To them? If she's going to gift it to her sister, then her name won't be on it anymore. It will be her sister's. But if her sister were to die, and her sister's trust or will says that her sister's kids or friends or whatever are to inherit that house, then Mary's out. Mm. Commissary note isn't really going to help unless Mm. she puts a lien on the thing. No, Mary, I want you to put your name on the title 
And I want you to own this home with your sister as joint tenancy with right of survivorship. Because in the same way that you were willing to give her all of this money, she should be willing to give you all of this money as well. That's what I would be doing. You can also own it in tenants in common, where if something happens, you still have your half and her half might go to her children if she has children, but you need to have your name on the deed, period. That would be my advice to you. All right. Okay. That's good advice. <laughs> you always say that's good advice. Well, I didn't think about it that if she should just make sure that she has her name on see, the title. But you see, KT, what you just said, mm. you said you didn't think about it. I know, and I have the to reason, think about the what ifs. And the reason all of you get into trouble is just because today you can afford a car payment doesn't mean you can afford one five years from now. Just because you're living a great lifestyle now, you're making a lot of money, everything's great right now, doesn't mean that's always going to be the case. So unless you have a serious sum of money that can support you no matter what happens in your life, you have to think about the what ifs of life. Next question, KT. All right. So this is from Pam. So in 2020 and 2021, I contributed to my Roth IRA total for both years, 13000 So she put in 6500 a year. All okay. Right. Currently, I have 13800 approximately in that account. Does the increased amount of 800 count as contribution? Once you contribute the amount of money that you want to contribute to a Roth, it could have doubled. You could have $26,000 in there right now, and that has nothing to do with your contribution limit. So the amount of money that's in there, the increased value is absolutely yours. Girlfriend, just keep contributing. Okay, the next is from Aga. Hi, Susie and KT. I'm almost halfway with catching up with your podcast, and I have to tell you, I cannot believe how empowered and informed I feel. Yeah! Yay! Yay, Aga. My son is 12, and I wonder if it would still make sense to open a 529 Wait, plan for him. Wait, can I say him. something before yeah. you go on? The goal of this podcast, KT, if you remember, was to make everybody feel strong, smart, secure. and secure. And when you feel that way, you feel empowered. So it's not just do you know about money? Do you know what to do? Do you not know what to do? How much do you can you contribute to a Roth? It's how you feel about making those decisions. So Aga has absolutely achieved the goal of this podcast to feel empowered. All right, go on. Okay, so my son is already 12. I wonder if it would still make sense to open a 529 plan for him. For many years, my husband and I were using a savings account to put aside money for his college. We have around 20000 and we are still able to contribute $200 a month. So they went to their financial advisor and the advisor said we could still open a plan at first and have him take out student loans. So I'd stop for a second. So the son is 12, mm -hmm. and about another four or five years will go to college. So therefore, that isn't money that should be invested in the stock market. However, if the son takes out loans for four years, 
then we have another four years that that money can grow in a 529 plan, making it nine years. Fabulous That's advice what, from the financial advisor. Oh, great, Fabulous. great, great. Yeah. So and then Aga said, I will make sure that he will be a good student and teach him that we are on this boat together. Yeah. Great. Right. The other thing I just want to say, in case Aga was worried about the stock market, and obviously she's not investing that much, like she's putting a few hundred dollars, you know, $200 a month. a month. Remember, everybody, series I bonds, if you invest in them, they're paying approximately 3.5% interest right now, but that the interest that you get when you take it out for qualified educational expenses is absolutely tax-free if you make under a specific sum of money, which if you're single, it's about $98,000 a year. If you're married, finally, jointly, it's about $153,000. You can always find out by checking IRS form, by the way, 8815. Don't ask me why I know that, but I do. And you can see what those income limits are. But for those of you who want to save in a short term, and you don't want to risk it, Series I-Bonds, if you meet the income qualifications right now, I think are a fabulous way to go. All right. Our next question is from Kamud. Again, this is another college question. I'm new to podcast and already in love with yours. Okay, so- I thought she was going to say already in love with you. All right, go on. So Kamud and her husband are in a little dilemma. She said, I'm writing this email because I think that you are the only person, Susie, who can help us. Uh -oh. We have an 18-year-old daughter, intelligent and smart, with ADHD and depression. And we have a 14-year-old son with high-functioning autism. My daughter doesn't believe in a college education, and she thinks that she can do well without it. She got admission into the University of Houston, we paid for her fall and spring semester, but she did not attend any classes. Now that she says college is a big scam, <laughs> I've, I've tried my best to convince her, but it has only made our relationship worse. I'm really worried about her future. Please help. What do you think, Susie? I, I know what I would say. All right. Let it rip. All right. I'd say, Kamud. Trust your daughter and just let her not go to college whenever she's ready. If she chooses to have higher education, she'll go. You said right up front, she's intelligent and smart. Let her go on her own. Okay, KT. However, Kamud, here's what I would say. It makes no sense, financially speaking, to pay for college education, and then your daughter doesn't go to the classes. That is just ridiculous. So if your daughter thinks that college education is a scam, then you have to be very clear that if she decides not to go to college, and she therefore has to go to work, that she therefore has to pay you to live at home, to eat in your home, and to do whatever else it is. Because someone has to learn really the cost of living and what it means to be on your own. And obviously, she wants to be on her own, and she thinks she can make it. So even if she's staying at the house, there needs to be an amount of money that she pays you every single month. So she gets used to that. Otherwise, it's a free ride. Now, if she's living with you, she's not going to college, she has no expenses. KT, what is that look for? Because I, I have to say, I disagree. I think this simply is a matter 
of Kamud's daughter not wanting to go to college. And so Kamud should ask her daughter, then what do you want to do? Essence. So she says, I want to get a job. Then and, what? And then Kamud will say to her daughter, okay, great. Get a job. We believe in you. And what if you get a job, where are you going to live? She should ask her daughter. She shouldn't set rules for her. Have a conversation. Empower the daughter. I really mean that. Empower her. Well, now you know why I was never a parent. <laughs> no, empower your daughter. Encourage her to go out on her own and show us what you can do. We're excited for you. You can help mom and dad out. How, right. how can you help us out? I would be a little bit more strict, everybody, no. but that's okay. As you know, KT has the softer heart between the two of us. All right. I don't. Okay, next is from Jenny. Dear KT and Susie, have I mentioned yet how grateful I am for the two of you? Anyway, here's my question. Susie, I'm reading your Women and Money book, and I'm still twiddling around in Chapter 3, Retirement. I know this question has been raised on the podcast, but I still don't quite understand. So originally, I had a TD Ameritrade account, but I've since moved to Vanguard. Why'd you do that? I don't know. Right. When I Google Vanguard, it says it's full service and a great place to invest for ETFs, which is what I do. I guess my question is, should I move my IRAs elsewhere, meaning to a discount brokerage account? I think really it all comes down to what are you paying in commissions to buy your ETFs? The reason that I love so much a discount brokerage firm such as Schwab, TD Ameritrade, Fidelity, and so forth is because you could buy ETFs online for absolutely free. You could buy slices of stocks and create your own ETF, so to speak, for free. So I still think that an individual account such as that at a discount brokerage firm gives you more things that you can buy, especially one day if you want to buy bonds or other things, you can do so. So I don't know why you switched to Vanguard to begin with. Vanguard is fabulous. I don't have a problem with them. I just think you probably have more variety back at TD Ameritrade, Schwab, or Fidelity. Okay. Okay. Next is from Tracy. So hi, KT and Susie. I've been listening weekly to your podcast since the beginning of COVID. It has truly helped me get through such a challenging year. I couldn't have done it without you two ladies. So question for you today, Susie, is that Tracy says, my wife and I are expecting a baby in August. We currently have two cars. I was listening to your podcast and you said it may be a good time to sell a used car. Well, I jumped on Carvana. They were willing to offer me 2000 over the amount I owe on it. It's great. That they don't say how old that car is, do they? Mm, no, All right. I don't think so. Um, my wife works from home and will be on maternity leave starting in August. So remember this, my wife works from home. Ready? Would it make sense to turn my car in and operate on one car for the next six months and put the 400 a month towards car payment towards household expenses and savings, et cetera. So Tracy pays $400 a month right now mm -hmm. for a car payment. So what could happen is for the next six months, 
that's $2,400 plus the $2,000, so that's $4,400 that they could save. Okay, go on. So that's the question. So Tracy's also a real estate broker and drives quite a bit. So what do you think, Susie? I would have to tell you, I would take advantage of what's going on in the used car market right Me now, too. where used cars are up 35 to 40%. I'm still not clear why exactly, but they are. But here's what I would do. I would get used to having just one car, especially, as Ms. Travis pointed it out, your wife works from home. Mm -hmm. So why do you need two cars? And you have a baby on the way. And that's, I just think, you know, if an emergency happened and you were out, there's always Uber, there's a neighbor, there's something. But I would see how it feels to have just one car because there's your kid's college education. There's your retirement accounts. There's a lot of money there. So I would absolutely sell it now, but get used to having just one car. Good. I agree 100% on that one. Susie and KT. <laughs> this is from Trisha. She says, you two kill me, especially when Susie goes, eh, when KT, when KT, stop it, when KT, stop it, when KT gets the question wrong. So here's my question. Susie, can you explain when it would make sense to choose a traditional 401k Never. over a Roth Never. 401k Never. if ever? I'm 36 years old. I make about 150000 a year. And until this year and your podcast, I've been in a traditional. There you go. Mistake. Is that oh, all and, she and says? No, no, no. One more thing. Can you also confirm that a Roth 401k doesn't make you pay taxes on the growth of your money? If that's true, why would anyone do traditional? Yeah, girlfriend, do you know me saying people usually don't ask a question they don't know the answer to? The reason why people do traditional 401ks or traditional IRAs, traditional 403bs, whatever it may be, is because they want the tax right off right now. And they've been told by a friend or somebody that, hey, when you retire, you'll be in a lower income tax bracket. When you retire, you'll be making less money. So therefore, when you go to take the money out, it will be at a lower income tax bracket. How do they know? They don't know. So again, I have a law of money, invest in the known versus the unknown. And the unknown is what future tax brackets are going to be and what your income is going to be in the future. My income is greater today than it was years ago. Who knows what it's going to be? I wished I had had all my money in a Roth IRA. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, so yeah, you should absolutely be doing a Roth. Oh, look at this, KT, because KT just handed me the email. Mm. Trisha says, also just an idea. Can you guys have a contest where five winners get to have a Zoom happy hour with KT and Susie? I want to meet you two. I'll plan it. Hmm. Mm. Maybe we will. Maybe we will have. I love happy hour. Susie doesn't drink. <laughs> you don't love happy Sometimes hour. I do. I like every hour is happy hour for me. Yeah, but your happy hour has nothing to do with alcohol. No, it has to do with all the snacks you get with it. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. true. All right, quizzy time, Miss KT. This is from Kelly. And again, as I've told all of you, that these quizzes are all about you thinking 
what the correct answer is. They are not just yes, no, this, that. There is thought that is required because my goal this year is that all of you think before you make a financial move. You think about the what ifs. You think before you do. What are you going to say? Think before you speak. Think before you leap. (laughs) You wish I did, don't you? (laughs) They call me unfiltered, Susie. Oh my God. Let's do your quizzy. First of all, Kelly starts with happy birthday, KT. Thank you. I need help deciding what would be the best use of about $300 a month. I am 59, divorced, and scheduled to pay off my house by 66. So in seven years, her house is paid off. She has an emergency fund. She has a credit score of 850. She has, that's a perfect FICO score, by the way. So I don't know if you have a FICO score of 850 or a Vantage score, but either way, it's a great score, right? No credit card debt or other debt or loans. Would I, here's the question, would I be better off contributing more? There's many choices here now, so think about these, to my 457 plan, using this to offset tax implications of rolling over my 401k into a Roth IRA. So obviously, she rolled over her 401k into a Roth. She owes taxes on that KT, so should she make a deductible contribution to her 457 plan? Should she take that $300 a month and pay down my house quicker? Her current interest is 3.125. Right, so that's your second choice, everybody. Should she take that $300 and save it for a car, which she will need to replace in three years? Or should she buy a long-term care plan? Which one? Which one? How old is she? She is currently 59. Hmm. Boy, I... I want to say use the money for long-term care insurance because, again, the what-ifs or the car. I would do the insurance or the car. Got to pick one, kiddo. Mm, well, not knowing how her health will be in the future, and she's had she's got a plan to pay off that home, but I think in seven years you said something mm-hmm. like that. I would do the long-term care insurance. It's a huge, no, I think maybe... Maybe the car. <laughs> you fall for it well, every time. Me. <laughs> wait, wait. You wait. had it right. And because, I said that. I said long And because to- my face no, was long- like I was fooling you and Why'd you fell you do for that? it. Because you think I'm oh, going to tell you what the right I, answer I is? I knew from my gut the long-term care insurance. And what do I tell I you? long-term care insurance, everybody. Yeah, I don't. Right. So it's like, I wish I could, but I don't. I do. Yeah, but I wasn't. And I've been paying for it. I think I got it when I was about 59. You did get it at 59. It's a perfect time to get long-term care insurance. That is my final answer. (laughs) All right. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, baby. Ding, 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 ding. See, I got smarter now that I'm a year older. I'm smarter. Now, the reason why is very simple. Rates on long-term care policies go up dramatically from the age of 59 to 60. 
Also, there is no guarantee that you will be able to qualify to get a long-term care insurance policy because the reason I don't have one is I didn't qualify for it even when I was 60, which is true, health reasons. And those health reasons have now come to pass. Here we are. We kind of know why. So it's important that if you have this money, she has everything that she needs. Everything's going great for her. I would absolutely look into getting a long-term care insurance policy. Now, I'm just going to say this, everybody, is that if you are looking into getting a long-term care insurance policy, you have to get in touch with Phyllis Shelton, who is, in my opinion, the nation's expert in long-term care. So I would write an email to Phyllis, P-H-Y-L-L-I-S, at got, G-O-T-L-T-C-I, that stands for long-term care insurance, dot com. So Phyllis at got, L-T-C-I dot com. Now, you know Phyllis, because she, she sold me my policy I mean, a long time ago. Fabulous, fabulous, brilliant woman. You all have to know when I make a recommendation like this, I do not get a penny. KT does not get a penny. No entity that we own gets a penny if you decide to use her and purchase a policy. We just trust her. She's really informative too. We trust her because over all these years, people who have simply had questions go to her, and she helps them even though she wasn't the one who sold them the policy they have. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would do if I were you and Kelly. That's what I would do if I were you. All right, Miss Travis, this went long, I think, so you got to say bye quickly. Okay, everybody, have a great, great, great day. Susie will see you Sunday. She has a great show planned. And and? I just want to say, yeah, thank she's you out for, of words. She's no, out of words. Thank you for all my wishes. I'm still celebrating. And I'll, all right, everybody. Until Sunday, we want you to stay strong, smart, and secure. secure. See you then. Bye bye. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.